Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch of 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Runner's University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. Now, I've been away for a minute, but it's all for the good. So this is part of my welcome back, welcome back, welcome back episode. So during this time, woo, there's been a lot of moving pieces going on, but it's all good. Coming back stronger, able to reset and also continue to provide valuable tips for runners over a certain age. So, so far in the first three months of this year, I'm continuing to progress with my knee recovery. If you're this is your first time listening and you're not aware of it, definitely dig back into some of those uh, other episodes. But last year, almost coming up on a exact year ago, while trying to relieve the glory days of basketball, I actually play, start playing basketball in a league and ruptured my patella tendon. So if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. Not so good. It's worse than having an ACL tear and several things. The recovery is a year to a year and a half. And definitely when you were someone that was approaching 40 at that time, and now I've surpassed 40, then it's definitely a whole different ball game. So been out of commission as far as running goes, still on my journey back to the pavement. So you'll be probably hearing more about that as I'm able to begin my actual return to run program. So been working more closely with, with runners one-on-one with coaching as well as introduce health coaching into my practice as well. If you have, don't are not familiar with me. My name is Dr. Leticia Williams. I'm a licensed physical therapist, certified running coach, and now certified health coach. I felt like that needed to be an added piece on there so we could really dig in and get more comprehensive kind of looking at the total person and not just a small segment of them. So I've really enjoyed being able to work with more women when it comes to that aspect as well. So during this at least three months time period, no matter when you're listening to this, you may not even recognize the difference, but I'm instituting a new format. So for at least three months, we're going to be knocking out two episodes per week. Episode one is where the first episode of the week is going to be more of some of the content where we're talking about different topics when it's relate to running performance, walking, nutrition, race planning, injury prevention, strength training, all the things. And then that second episode is going to be kind of what I call maybe a little Friday short. So 
little shortened um, podcast there that we'll talk about just various different episodes. I'm kind of experimenting with that just so I can see how uh, that goes for a while. Definitely looking back to form some more feedback for content for shows as well. You can always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at running after 35. Remember, running after 35 on Instagram, dropping those questions, dropping those comments to me as well. In the in other news, I'm going to be launching a special group that's catered for that runner of a certain age. Now, you can tell your your running friends this is op- this going to be open to men and women and it's called the Runners University Club. So it's going to be my monthly monthly uh, membership, online membership group that will get deep, deep down and dirty when it comes down to being able to get some better resources, especially for women for perimenopausal women. Looking at um, developing, you'll be able to get um, strength, monthly strength training and mobility programs and access to a new little project that I'm working on, which is my members only or my private podcast called The Runner's Mentality. So that podcast is going to be just available to my private members of the Runner's University Club, as well as looking at some good incentives, pairing with some companies that will be able to provide some nice discounts and benefits that's better catered toward the runner over a certain age. So I'm excited about these new things that that are going to be going on within this year. So on to some more pressing things. It is springtime. So wherever you are, I'm in the Midwest. So I'm in Indiana and we have very, let's just say, unpredictable weather. We can go from probably close to all four of the seasons in one day if it was up to us. We'd go outside. Okay, it's 32 this morning. Then it's 62 by the afternoon and then the low was back down to 45. Or we'll have several days of 70 degrees, feeling good, and then we drop back down. So the weather is all over the place, but there is a um, beauty beauty coming in the, the horizon. So when it comes to things to prepare you for spring, there are a lot of people who have already started with some people that are training for spring races. Training for summer races are going to be launching here pretty soon. So when it comes to those April showers, bringing in May flowers, couple of tips that I like to look at when it comes to rain with uh, what you wear and the right way to dry those trusty running shoes. Okay, so let's talk about shoes. Men is sometimes it's you know you can't avoid running in the rain. It just happens. You start in a run, you get caught in it. And some people say, hey, I can handle a little bit rain. And you just go ahead and go for it. But when those shoes get wet, please don't throw those babies in the dryer. Believe me, I know I have made that mistake. And my poor shoes were melted on the side and it was a tragedy. Had to get new shoes. Now, getting new running shoes. Hey, I'm a shoes type of lady. So I don't have any problem with not with loving shoes, but I did not want to have to buy new running shoes. So I learned a couple years ago 
the best way to dry out those running shoes when they get completely soaked or when they get wet is trusty newspaper. Yep, you guessed it. You stuff newspaper down in those in those shoes and that water from the paper will absorb and dry out your shoes nicely. So what you do is stuff that down in there and then as the water pulls out of the shoes, that paper will be wet and you just change out the paper um, so that until your shoe is completely dry. You can do this if you don't get the newspaper, a lot of us don't, then you can use um, the paper bags from the grocery store as well. So that was my other go-to because we don't receive the newspaper anymore. So paper bags, tear those, tear that up a little bit, stuff down into the shoes. Shoes will be good as new. Don't use the dryer. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do, don't use it. And don't just set them out there and just say, oh, they'll just dry out in the sun. They will be funky town and you will not want to be wearing those shoes again. So as far as what to wear. Okay, so remember that once you get moving, your body heats up fast. So you, it could result in you overheating if you're too bundled up. So having the proper layers or not layers will help regulate your body temperature and um, decrease that risk of overheating. So springtime temperatures, they're all over the place. If you're still uh, experiencing that 40 to 50 degree time or uh, temperature, then typically it's recommended for a long sleeve shirt, um, cropped or full length pants or tights around that region. Everybody has their own uh, tolerance when it comes to that. Temperatures greater than 50 degrees, you typically can be in a short sleeve shirt and shorts. Now, some people may be thinking, oh my gosh, 50 is still a little cold. But remember, your body is going to warm up as um, you get going. So starting out a little bit cold, that's okay because you will warm up. So temperatures between 40 and 50 degrees, maybe a long sleeve shirt and maybe some of your cropped tight um, pant tights, or some people are still being the, in the full length tights. And then greater than 50 degrees, typically a short sleeve shirt and shorts um, will definitely get the job done for you as far as that goes. All right. So when it comes to socks. So for socks, you definitely, this is some area that some people kind of forget about and they wear cotton socks. Mm -mm, cotton socks is like no more wire hangers. If you know where that's from, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, no more cotton socks. That is a recipe for moisture buildup, blisters, and feet are there, that are just mad in a mug at you if you wear those uh, cotton socks. So when you're looking at socks, you may see the name like performance, um, a moisture wicking, things like that. The materials that you want to look for in socks are going to be polyester, merino wool, and nylon. Most socks are made up um, essentially of that nylon polyester and kind of spandex material. So do not neglect your feet when it comes down to um having the, the right socks and that those changes in weather conditions. So right, right clothing for the job and also having, making sure that your socks are set up. Now, remember ladies, another key is we know that thick lives save lives. <laughs> so when it comes to those ladies that may have those thighs that may are be close together, maybe a little rub, a little, little something there. 
Body Glide saves lives. So Body Glide products, they help prevent rubbing that causes irritation, rash, shaping, raw skin. So basically that repeated friction plus moisture equals a recipe for disaster. So think about uh, maybe investing in some good old Body Glide. That's just almost like it comes in like a deodorant uh, type thing. Put those in those little hot spots underneath the girls. Woo. Yes, you'll be feeling much better as well as in between the thighs. They're getting those black glide, especially if you're someone that is a sweater. And that also is going to help protect when you are um, running when in the rain or you happen to get wet. So the glide is made to stop sweating, help protect from water, and it also allows your skin to breathe. I know some people have also used like Vaseline uh, and things like that as well. Um, another thing is to wear, make sure that you have light compression or kind of a spandex material that way. You want to use that glide before you get to moving. Good old petroleum jelly and also other uh, like zinc oxide products. So you think about like um, for babies, for diaper rash. Those are some other little quick fixes that you can use for that. So if you do end up giving some of that rubbing and it gets uncomfortable, then maybe you can go ahead and invest in you some good old aloe vera to help calm things down if you've already gotten to the things where those thick thighs been got a little too mad. So think about that body glide, um, petroleum jelly or zinc oxide uh, products putting in those in those little hot spots to help prevent against any rubbing or breakdown. Trust me, you will thank me uh, <laughs> uh, when you're after using this. It'll, it'll definitely save you um, from a lot of uncomfortableness. Another thing to think about with keeping with raining and keeping rain out of your eyes is something just having like a, a waterproof um, hat or cap. Definitely if there's going to be still in that temperatures in the 40s and 50s, if it's getting creeping up above 50, then most likely probably a visor, uh, some type of visor or something. But we know with those trusty visors, because it, they do allow that heat to escape from your head, but we don't, some of those ladies don't want to get your hair quite messed up <laughs> when, uh, or wet when you're out there as well. Now I've seen people be able to wear like, some type of cap, if you don't have that waterproof cap, is um, putting sliding like a shower cap or something over their hat, over over that um, area so that you can kind of help um, protect yourself. Now, you know, you don't always have to look pretty out there, but you, you can flip that little shower cap over there in a pinch if you need it as well. Ladies that wear glasses, I know it's hard for you because you definitely don't want to be, um, you know, that rain is pelting against those glasses and you can't quite see. I think there are some um, lens cleaners to kind of help with our anti-fog lens cleaner that can help with your vision so you can kind of clear that moisture and that humidity. So hopefully these have been some valuable tips. Oh, almost forgot. Also investing kind of in a lightweight, waterproof little shell jacket. It doesn't necessarily have to be, say, one that likes for runners or anything like that. But look for some of those um, as spring sales and things begin to pop up for some type of lightweight, waterproof jacket. Definitely probably could be useful for you. If you're getting ready to run a race and it's maybe saying, 
ooh, it may be raining, you know, rain looks like it's in the forecast, then I, I've used the old trusty standby garbage bag. <laughs> so I just use one of those large leaf bags poking a hole through there so that I can put uh, my head through there and you have to do it. You grab a, you know, white or black, whatever your, your fancy, a white or black trash bag. That's another way to kind of help um, protection as well on the, on the lo-fi uh, version that way. Because you don't really want to go out there with, uh, depending on temperature, with a bunch of stuff on. You got the, if you got a jacket on, you got all the stuff, then you start heating up and getting too warm. And then you, you're trying to carry a jacket. And you definitely don't want to be throwing your jacket away on the course. Now I've seen people being able to bring like, you know, old clothing, sweatshirt, depending on temperature, sweatshirts and things like that, in which they're able to kind of throw those away. They kind of go to a Goodwill and, and find something that they're, they know that they're not going to miss as far as having gear when it comes to races and stuff like that. So there we have it. Some of our spring training tips, as well as a welcome back from my little hiatus from, um, recording episodes. If you're new to the episode, probably don't even know I left. It's all good, but hopefully you continue to come back and get valuable information for runners focused on runners and women over the age 35. If you want more information about the Runners University Club and get on that wait list so you can see all the goodies and things that we're going to be doing that way, you can text Runners University, all one word, to 317-207-7924 to join that interest list to see if you can become one of the cool kids of Runners University Club. So until next time, girls, ladies, and friends, go out there and do the thing. Hey, girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl. Do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check him out, y'all.